Hi again everyone, it's your host is Zenith and you're tuning in to another episode of the podcast. Um, today's podcast obviously from the title is a break from the norm I suppose. Um, it's something that uh, um, has been on my mind for a while now. It's it's uh, something not that I've shied away from but it's not something that I... Um, particularly wanted to do for this podcast but I was asked to to maybe do a podcast on it and to give my thoughts on it well I I already did give my thoughts on it but I was asked to create a podcast on it and I I obliged the person I just didn't realize that it would be kind of difficult talking about it um, and the reason why I say it's difficult talking about it because, as I'm sure as you know, if you're a regular listener to this podcast, I don't generally refer to any notes. I don't have any script in front of me. I just talk um, and f- whatever comes out, comes out. You know, parts of it I feel that I'm hesitant and parts that I feel I'm inspired to talk about. Um, this obviously is very different. Um and I, I feel that, uh, or certainly felt that I couldn't really talk about this without maybe making extensive notes. Um, I haven't done that. I have some notes, but um, I'm not too sure if I'm going to refer to them <coughs> um, or not. But uh, I guess um, this COVID um, pandemic, pandemic, whatever you want to call it, it's something that everyone's had an opinion on and uh, I guess the way I want to approach it is maybe to look for a spiritual aspect of it is to look for what ultimately is the end game of this where are we going with this um, how has it changed humanity um, is it something that um, is going to be in our best interest is it, is it something that uh, that is going to serve humanity as a whole is it something that um or is it something that uh, is going to, to lead us into a very dark age? Um, so I guess that's that's what I want to talk about. That's what's going to be the nature of these podcasts. And I, I think that I'm going to do two, two parts of this. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's something that I... Um, I wouldn't say that I know quite about, but I, I've researched this and followed it from its inception. Um, apologies for that. That was my phone. Um, so yeah, I I do know kind of the the history of this, and as I said, I followed it from its inception, um, all the way up to now, and I've read so much, listened to so much, watched so much, um, about this. So hopefully I'm going to offer my thoughts on it. Um, to begin with, I, uh, I'm someone that uh, not only is, is very spiritually minded, but someone who I guess even before that um, has been a long-term truth seeker. Uh, someone who has looked to, uh, to uncover the, uh, the hidden truth of our world. Someone who has looked deeply into... Uh, what I guess most people would be familiar with would be the term um, 
which is commonly used, which is a conspiracy theorist. But I I don't like that term. Um, it's, it's it's very demeaning and it's it's, it's taken on something that is not originally. Um, but most people, I guess, would. Sorry, let me just rephrase that. It's taken on a, a derogatory term, I guess. It's basically used now to describe someone who is um, who is half mad, who is stupid, who is um, crazy, who um, shouldn't be paid attention to. Um, someone who, despite the facts, um, is looking into outlandish claims. Um, but as a matter of fact, the term conspiracy theorist or conspiracy theory is a term that was coined by the CIA, or sorry, invented by the CIA, after John F. Kennedy's assassination. And let's make it's extremely clear. I do think that he was assassinated. Um, I hope I've been published this on YouTube. I don't get pulled for him. But yeah, it was uh, it was coined by the CIA to discredit anyone who had a different opinion that he was taken out by Lee Harvey Oswald um, from where was it, the Grassy Knoll or something like that? I can't quite remember. So anyone that uh, had a different opinion from this here, anyone who um, held um, sway or held faith or uh, believed in the, the, the multiple marksman theory as opposed to to the one single lone wolf um, was branded a conspiracy theorist, was branded um, someone who, who was spreading false information and again I guess when we look at this this term we can see you know um, around about the time of 9-11 when George W. Bush gave his speech um, that you were either with us or you were against us in regards to their planned attacks on Afghanistan and Iraq and he also said, and again, I'm only quoting this from memory, that uh, let us not um, give countenance or give uh, fuel to um, conspiracy theories or claims. It was something along them lines. But basically, yeah, the uh, the thing was was um, there was at the time. Um, after these 9-11 attacks, even back in those early days, there was uh, people who were questioning the official narrative, people who um, felt that the, the, the official narrative, the timeline given by the US government just didn't make sense and were uh, giving an alternative view or alternative um, explanation as to what had happened. So in order to discredit those people, George Bush came out with that famous line, um, let's not um, give countenance or whatever it was to to to, to false um, information. You can look it up. So we have a we have a history of uh, of this um, even back as far as I guess the the attacks on the U.S. Navy 
in Pearl Harbor, which initiated the the the, the U.S. military's involvement in World War II. Um, it was uh, it was said that the the, the Japanese um, came in unbeknown to the U.S. government. Um, the Japanese air force and bombed the U.S. ships in Pearl Harbor. And so, as an act of retaliation, um, the U.S. then decided to get involved in World War II and apparently stemmed the tide against Hitler's uh, army. And uh, I guess the rest is history. They obviously dropped two bombs. Um, two, that was the first and only use of atomic or nuclear bombs um, in the world and completely devastated um, parts of Japan, Nagasaki and Hiroshima. Now it is widely known that uh, even amongst mainstream media, even amongst um, mainstream television such as the History Channel, that the US uh, government had advanced knowledge that this was going to happen and they let it happen. They let it happen as justification for their involvement. Um, So that was back as far as the 1940s. And for anyone who has uh, who's got involved in, in, in truth-seeking in the world, we can begin to see a pattern emerging of all these horrific events when Timothy McVeigh um, bombed the World Trade Center um, the first time. Even, as I said, 9-11, where they said no one, no one would have ever thought of, of crashing a plane into... Um, or sorry, hijacking a plane and attempting to crash it into the World Trade Center and the buildings like that. No one would have ever thought of that. But I think it was maybe um, a year or two before, or a year after, we had that film. I can't quite remember it. And again, perhaps I should maybe record notes on this here, but you can look it up. It's a film by Sean Penn and it depicts a real life story of uh, him. He was disgruntled for some reason and he tried to hijack uh, a United States aircraft and planned to crash it either into the Pentagon or into the World Trade Center. So there is precedence for this and um, obviously someone did try this before. But anyway, as I said, this this truth-seeking, these type of conspiracy theories, once you begin to, to look into it, look into the claims, you begin to realize that, hmm, Everything's just not high. It's being portrayed in the mainstream media. And I think this is the problem with most people is that they're just quick to dismiss conspiracy theories or truth-seeking or alternative opinions on something as bunk, as hoax, as fake news, as nonsense. Because I guess no one really wants to believe that um, that uh, things, atrocities like this here would be allowed to happen. And so, as I said, I've I've had a long, long history of looking into to um, so-called conspiracy theories, um, all around the world, all different events. Um, not only just the ones that I've talked about there. I've watched countless documentaries, read uh, I don't know dozens and dozens and dozens of articles, books on the subject, um, watched and listened to to. to um, countless people's opinions on it and 
also um oh i don't know uh, as i said I, I i've just i completely saturated with myself by that so um it's as i said it, it's something that uh unless you've you've had a history of unless you've you've kind of looked into it then you're never going to know this here and you're always going to believe um the the government um or the official line but you only have to look around the world to find that in most countries um you'll find that uh there is some sort of atrocity of something or other that with a with a bit of a shady history not just the united states but most countries in the world um I'm trying to think of a few off the top of my head. Obviously here um where I'm recording from in in Northern Ireland, um which has had a long um fractious history with the the United Kingdom, uh or the UK government. We've had a, a sectarian war here for um for quite a long time. Um we've had uh as far back as 1916 if not before. We have had um, a sectarian uprising, um, and we have had in this country um, various paramilitary groups pushing their agenda um, to reunify the country of Ireland, or for it to remain part of uh, the United Kingdom. Um, and we've had the, the 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 British government involved in that. Then there has been countless exposés films of uh, revealing the truth um, about the British government's uh, involvement in atrocities, letting atrocities happening, um, funding or else supporting various terrorists um, while they've maimed and killed terrorist organisations in order to, to further their own agenda. Um, so as I said, you, you only have to look around the world, look at your own country and, and look at the atrocities and things that have happened there um, even as far back as Rome we had Nero who let Rome burn under the guise that it was done by um, malcontents um, in order to further uh, the Roman Empire's agenda but anyway I'm, I'm getting a bit off topic here we, we're talking about Covid so as I said with the history of this here um, along came this COVID um, and it started out I think if you remember in Japan or sorry not Japan China it started out in China where they, they, they had this uh, named this um, disease this viral infection that uh, was causing, causing widespread um, death um, and we heard about uh, how the, the Chinese were, were, were isolating people, were um, locking them in, keeping them contained, um, trying to contain the spread of this. And we heard about extreme measures being taken. Um, and we also heard about a massive death toll. And I guess the, the, the Western world didn't particularly pay too much attention at that time. I remember listening to it. I remember 
paying a bit of attention to it. And I also remember that uh, long before there was any sort of vaccination or any talk of any vaccination, never mind anyone that was purported to be in the making, that certain doctors over there um, had published their results um, to the Western world and that they had had massive success in treating this, what came to be known as COVID-19, with extremely high doses of intravenous vitamin C. And what that obviously just means was uh, a line um, going into someone's bloodstream with extremely high doses of vitamin C. Um, Don't ask me the doses, I just know that it was extremely high way more than the, 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 the recommended dose that uh, our, our health bodies um, recommend that, uh, that we take. And I remember that uh, the doctors um, at the time stated that not only did they have massive success in... in, in treating and eradicating um, the virus from the infected person's body but also that person or most of them left that hospital or left those hospitals in a hell of a lot healthier condition than they went in they found that uh, by the use of intravenous vitamin c that it was um it had a massive success in treating all other or, or numerous other medical conditions that people went in um and they, they, they couldn't wait to spread this to, to the world. I remember uh, listening to it on, on maybe mainstream media, um, but certainly alternative media. Um, and for some reason, it just really wasn't picked up. Maybe because um, the virus, the, the pandemic, hadn't really kicked off yet. No one really thought that it was going to affect the world in the way that it did. But as I said, to my recollection, I remember then uh, the next big outbreaks were Spain and Italy. Um, and I certainly remember listening at the time, um, dubiously, I must add, um, how Italy was uh, completely overwhelmed with this here. I remember listening to reports that um, they actually had to pick the dead up off the streets. There were so so many dead people. It was it was it was like the Black Death all over again. Um, the Italian population was completely and utterly overwhelmed, completely devastated. Multiple multiple deaths. It was absolutely horrendous. And I think parts of Spain, if not Spain, also had a bad. Until eventually, it spread throughout Europe, and um, it came then to 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 the British Isles to the island of Ireland um, and, and by this stage as I said look, just knowing the history of, of conspiracy theories or truth seeking in the world I was extremely dubious about this I was extremely dubious about the mainstream media um, in general about the news that is reported on our televisions in today's society on top of that um, I'm someone who uh, tries to take as much care of their physical body as they can. I, I eat right. I eat a largely plant-based diet. Um, I try to stay away from most dairy. 
I am sort of following um, a oh intermittent fasting damn. Most days I'll go without food until maybe 3 p.m., 5 p.m., 7 p.m. Um, it just really depends. So I, I generally don't eat quite a lot. Um, and I supplement my body with um, things like vitamins K2 and um, vitamins D3. Um, I consume high doses of um, turmeric. Um, I drink green tea uh, with um, cider vinegar of the mother. I also supplement my body with um, supplements of magnesium, calcium, um, things like that there. Uh, So I'm someone who, who, who tries to eat right, look after their body. I don't wash or brush my teeth with anything that uh, contains um, chemicals that I know that are potentially bad for you. So anything that uh, SLSs or any artificial perfumes, perfumes or parabens. Um, I try to, to wash and bathe in as natural products I um, try to stay away from any harmful chemicals in bottled water so anything like that there at all I I generally and again it's a work in progress I guess as everyone will will say Um, so yeah I do my research on this um, and when I'm going for a supplement or when I'm you know potentially going to to take something on I, I do a lot of research on it and I don't just grab the first product off the market. I also research the the quantities of the the chemical in a supplement that I'm going to take, read numerous reviews, and to try and make sure that the supplement that I'm taking is of the highest quality. Um, And I also follow um, various health uh, websites or blogs, Dr. Mercola, Green Med Info, um, Mind Green Body Spirit, um, I think that's that's it. So you'll find in these pages, or you would have found in these pages too, is that um, they would advise against um, anything that that's potentially harmful for the body. So you have this two pronged approach to to this pandemic, to this COVID that came along. One um, of the the true seeking persuasion, and two. Um, of the of the natural health um, persuasion, so I, I felt fairly armed and fairly knowledgeable about this. And as I said, I also read a lot of alternative media. I um, will make myself aware of what is being said in the mainstream media, but then I will go and research as much as possible. Um, not just one, but two, three, four, five different sources in alternative media to try and build a picture of exactly. Um, what exactly is being said so as I said when I came to the UK and you know I remember hearing there was no need to panic and no need for for masks and all the rest of it and just to carry on doing what we're doing there would be no need for this here and as I said again at the time um, when this was out before the masks 
were introduced before the mass were were touted as a as a um, a weapon against the the spread of of this COVID. I remember listening and reading that um, there was numerous um, studies conducted um, on the use of masks as a deterrent um, against the spread of of uh, of SARS and other um, viral infections, and it was found in these studies that they had little to no effect, especially the paper disposable ones. Um, but strangely enough, when this uh, pandemic really began to, to get into full force and restrictive measures were, were, were brought into force, these, uh, these studies disappeared from, from the internet. Um, they disappeared from Google's algorithms. Um, it then became a lot, lot harder to, to find them, if, if even. So instead of uh, maybe appearing in the first two to three uh, results of a Google search, they, they disappeared completely um, from numerous uh, paid results. The, then we had, um, certainly in the UK, we were told that uh, because of the, the rising cases, because of the, the spread of this here, because of the, the amount of deaths that this uh, COVID killer was, 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 um, was happening, that uh, the, the entire society would go into lockdown. Um, all but essential workers would be allowed to, to stay out to, to carry on delivering essential goods, um, of which I was one of them. Um, I, I couldn't believe this at the time because just due to my own research, um, even way back then, way back in 2019, um, there was, there, as I said, there was multiple um, people calling the alarm about the way that uh, the, the figures were being um, or, the, or the statistics were, were, were being brought into force or being counted, um, if you like, about um, the, the, the deaths attributed to COVID um, and that the way the amount of positives, people who were testing positive for it, was being um, was being counted. I can't quite right, remember the right word here. So, yeah, it went. And even back as far as then, it was known in certain um, alternative media that anyone who died um, after being tested positive from COVID was being marked as a COVID-related death, and that was regardless of whether. They died of a head injury. They died of um, corbid morbidities. They died of cancer. They died of a car crash after testing positive. That person was marked down as a COVID casualty. Even if that person um, had tested positive for COVID and was in hospital or was hospitalized and released and perhaps died a month later, they were still being marked down as a COVID-related death, which obviously now a lot of people are worried about is, is completely wrong um, and completely unethical to to mark people down as, as dying of COVID 
when really they died of something else. This was combined with the, the testing, the, the faulty testing. I think it was the inventor of the, the PCR test who stated that um, his test should never have been used to test something like a viral transmission, like a, like a SARS-related virus or a, or a coronavirus. Um, it just wasn't effective and it wasn't reliable. But our governments plowed on, continuing to test and continuing to mark down people who um, had taken these tests and had um, tested positive for this. Even back as far as then, there was talk of many false positives and, and false negatives that this test wasn't reliable or a reliable way to mark people or to test people or to test them to see if they had caught the virus. Um, so even back as far as then, there, there was research then to, to, to talk about this. But of course, most people um, don't follow means don't follow alternative media. Most people haven't immersed themselves in um, decades worth of of, of truth seeking, of um, trying to understand the the truth behind atrocities and um, man made. Um, things like viral outbreaks and transmissible diseases. So most people just simply followed the mainstream narrative, followed their government thing. Um, and it was hard. It was hard even back then. But I'm going to continue this on in part two. Um, please stand by. Yeah, so welcome back. So... Even back then, um, with the vast, vast majority of people um, believing or listening to what was being said by government bodies, um, governmental bodies, um, and and various um, health organizations, there was still... um, there's still a lot of information out there in alternative media uh, disputing this uh, this um, these measures and um, the the uh, disputing the, the the way that the um, the deaths and the amount of um, uh, infections being spread. Um, were being tallied or were being counted uh, and I, I just uh, as I say when the first lockdown where they were talking about locking down the entire country to do with this I, I found it absolutely ridiculous I really did um, I found it just nonsense um, because it just did not seem to justify um high serious or high uh, bad that this um, this COVID-19 actually was and as I said in the, the beginning of this this was based on my own research based on um, listening to, to multiple authorities um, who were outside of the mainstream um, and giving a different opinion and again as I said this is not just uh 
based upon um, people's opinion. This was backed up by by evidence. This was backed up by um, by fact. Um, you know, they give very very strong arguments as uh, as to against this, and it was not just uh, me. Um, simply siding, if you like, um, or or began being a, a conspiracy theorist. It was not just me simply siding with alternative media or alternative voices or just, you know, underplaying the seriousness of this. I listened, as I said, to mainstream media. You could not escape this. You could not escape this. It was everywhere. It dominated every news report, every news channel. Uh, it spread everywhere. You could not escape this. You could not escape um, uh, any semblance of it. It, it. it was on billboards. It was on bus stops. It was on radio adverts. It was, as I said, every TV channel had it. Um, you could not escape any any uh, any news of it. Um, and so I, I did. I listened to exactly what the governments um, were saying. I listened to what various scientists and health authorities and health bodies were saying about this. But as I said, I listened to that. And then I went off and I listened to multiple different sources that had a different opinion or contracted or con- contradicted this. And at best, you could say, well, um, there's... there's uh, there's obviously something here that, uh, or not everyone is is in agreement with us here. At worst, you could turn around and say that this there's something completely uh, underhanded about all of this. But as I said, the the entire country went into lockdown. I I didn't. I was one of those people who were or was designated as a key worker. Um. And we had then uh, here in, in in the British Isles and in, in the state of Ireland, um, or in the country of Ireland, I think we had um, three lockdowns. I can't quite remember. It all just blurred into one. Um, uh, I worked extremely crazy hours, twelve hours, um, six days a week. Um, and as I said, I met a variety of people um, and, and watched as this um, thing mutated um, beyond all kind of recognition. Uh, we started having uh, variants and stuff like that. Um, and it was around this time that I noticed uh, something sinister happening. Um, something sinister happening in the, in the media. Um, this was around the time of uh, Donald Trump's presidency in the United States. And I guess, unless you're living under a rock for the past four or five years, um, you could not have heard, not have not have heard of Donald Trump. Uh, and, and I'm not getting sidetracked by this, but I just want to make a, a small point of this. I remember uh, watching the presidential elections. Um, and I... Uh, of someone who has um, been there for for um, eight years of Obama, eight years of um, of Bush. Um, I remember back when it was Bush Gore, the hanging chads. Uh, I remember Kerry Bush. I remember 
um, believing that uh, Obama would represent the change, that things would finally turn the corner in the world. I remember feeling massively let down by the empty promises of, of Obama, of, of seeing the Guantanamo Bay stay, stay completely open. The, the revelations of Edward Snowden about the mass surveillance um, of the CIA and the NSA and uh, how the Obama administration refused to close it down. So I, as I said, became quite a jaded figure. And when it came to, to Donald Trump against Hillary Clinton, I knew, as I said, from my 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 long years of, of looking into this of, of truth seeking in the world that uh, Hillary Clinton was not no was no knight in shining armor um, that she was someone who represented corporate interests and there was certainly not going to be any change under her Donald Trump on the other hand regardless of your opinion of him was someone chaotic someone um who was a demolition ball and I thought it would be hilarious if he got in because things were just going to be um and listening to his statements you know on on, on countries on, on China and Iran and stuff like us here I just thought it would be hilarious if uh, if he got in because things would not be um boring anyway things would not be um a, a continuation of the norm so it wasn't that I was particularly for Donald Trump, it was that I knew that things would not change under Hillary Clinton and I thought at least um, we would see something completely different with Donald Trump. But during the long four years of uh, Donald Trump's presidency, I'd never seen someone as vilified, as talked about, as ridiculed um, in all, I think in all of my life. It was the attacks upon him on his administration, on anything that he tried to do, the, the the smears, the allegations against him, was something, if you'll excuse the pun, completely unprecedented. And it was around this time that uh, we had the fake news, the term fake news came about. It was Donald Trump and uh, came up with that term, I think, himself, um, of fake news, um, which was to say propaganda in the media, which was to say that... Um, Media had gotten to the point now that it uh, that it spun or it's, it um, employed spin doctors in order to put a certain spin on on events to make it um, sound perhaps potentially worse than it is or to put their own slant on the truth, shall we say? I remember somewhere, maybe perhaps in in early twenty twenty, um, that we then had talk. Um, I think again, this may have originated with. Um, with uh with, with or in china um this was the alternative treatments or what certain doctors were reporting as alternative treatments to covid and were reporting high success in the treatment of covid and these were from uh, a combination of drugs which were hydrochloroquine which is a, a current um, anti-malarial drug which has been used successfully for many 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 years now in treating um, malaria along with um, conditions such as lupus that combined with uh, the right amount of zinc um, 
as I said, numerous doctors were reporting this. And I think, again, this concept or this cure, if you like, may have originated from, from China. Um, you need to look into that yourself. Um, but again, once again, this was not talked about. All that was talked about was wash your hands, stay in and wash your hands, stay safe, protect others and all the rest of it. And I thought uh, that this was, this was nonsense. As I said, look, I was out and working with the public, out in the open air, day after day, month after month, um, long hours in contact with hundreds of people. Um, some who um, did not buy into the, this fear and um, worry um, that had been taken over civilization, and others who were completely and utterly at the mercy of this, who um, would not even come to the door um, when I approached. Um, it was it was as if. You were a zombie from the walking dead, you know, that you carried the bubonic plate, that even the look of you would would transmit this this disease. And it was it was utterly crazy. Um, and it went from um a few people wearing masks, um, in which they were the minority, in which people thought that they were crazy, to this idea and this um catching on within larger portions of society. Um, and soon everyone started wearing a mask. Um, everyone started wearing the, these disposable masks, then the N95 mask, and then personalized masks. Um, and soon then became that no one uh, um, was allowed to um, enter supermarkets or places like this here unless they, they masked up because of the, the fear that uh, enclosed spaces um, of people um, pe- pe- a crowd of people in such a small and f- confined enclosed space would <coughs> would, would, would uh, be a cauldron of um, of the spreadability um, and we would um, increase the amount of COVID cases. Again, I, as I said, I, I thought this was, was, was rubbish, this was nonsense. And again, in my field of work, there were very, very few people who um, caught COVID um, or displayed any symptoms of this. And these were people who were out working long hours in, in close working in close proximity with each other um, in contact with hundreds of people handling hundreds of other items um, and so the people in this industry should have been one of the the, the, the people or the or one of the industries to, to have a high infection rate and it just didn't happen um, and I remember listening to um, uh, various immunologists and um, oh, what was the term? I can never remember the name of this term. Um, no, it's gone. Um, I can't remember what the term is, but uh, various health professionals saying that uh, why lockdowns didn't work, why lockdowns were wrong, and why after coming out of lockdown we see massive increases in the amount of cases and uh, one of these people made a very good point is that when you're forced to lock 
lockdown, when you're forced to uh, stay in a small, enclosed, and confined space um, and not be in the open air, and when you're combined with that door, when you're told to, um, when, when you're told to sanitize everything, because that was the other big thing, um, in addition to wearing masks, in addition to uh, staying at home, um, we were told to sanitize everything, wash your hands every time for a good five, six, seven seconds, sanitize everything, wipe your door handles down, wipe all your appliances down, um, even spray um, antibacterial um, spray or gel onto to shopping trolleys or even your groceries or stuff like that. And this uh, this health professional wasn't an immunologist. He made a very good point is that what actually happens then is that you're not in contact with any good bacteria. You're, you're essentially scrubbing off any bacteria which can help you and can help boost your immune system. And because what happens then is when we come into contact with bacteria, um, our bodies develop uh, natural antibodies to overcome and help fight these, uh, these germs, these, uh, these bacteria. And so we have a more healthy, more robust um, immune system then. But what happens then is when you're told to sanitize everything, when you're told to scrub everything down, when you're not out in the open air in the elements, your own natural immune system then starts to drop. It starts to become less effective. And over time, it drops significantly. So over a six-month period, your immune system is potentially dropped by about half. Then what happens then when uh, people are allowed out, the lockdowns and restrictions were lifted, people started intermingling again, and then what happens then? You have boom, uh, spread of germs, spread of bacteria, uh, viruses, common colds, flus. And because people's immune system is so low, they get sick very easily. And so um, people then got sick. They caught viruses. They, um, they, they, they caught all sorts of um, diseases. Um, and it looked then, um, again, due to the testing, that um, what was labelled as COVID had spiked. Had spiked and this was blamed again on people intermingling, on the public not doing what it was supposed to do. And so I found that this was, was something that again, that was not picked up again by mainstream media. There was no talk of this on mainstream media and yet it sounded so um, much like common sense. Also the fact that uh, care homes, um, why there were so many high deaths in care homes is that this uh, same professor had mentioned that, you know, that there's no fresh air circulating in, in care homes, nursing homes, retirement homes. All the windows were closed. The Any contaminated air was circling around um the, the 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 buildings and wasn't getting a chance to dissipate into into the fresh air 
And so then residents of this place were subjected to contaminated air from potentially one person or from from care workers who were coming into coming into that environment. I myself um, uh, had um, had had work to do in a num- number of these properties. And so I was one of these people who could have potentially been coming in to, to spread this. Um, and then, obviously, on top of this here, is that because um, residents were, were not out, and these are mostly elderly and vulnerable people, they did not venture out. They were told to stay in their own apartments or their own dwellings, their own private dwellings within these buildings. Common rooms were shut. Um they had nothing else to do but put on television or put on radio, which had 24-hour incessant coverage of this. Fear, panic, um, anxiety, and obviously then that this, uh, and I, I, I witnessed it myself, I spoke to a number of people who were, were simply listening to this 24-7 and had themselves in such a high state of anxiety, such a high state of um, of fear. Um, it caused their, their anxiety levels to rise, which then caused their hearts to race. And so then, because one of the symptoms of COVID was apparently um, a, a, a fast-beating heart or something along them lines, then they thought that uh, they were coming down with COVID. So ambulances were called, they were brought into hospital, they obviously their symptoms then were, were, were diagnosed and well this could potentially be a COVID, so now you're diagnosed with COVID. And so then for the hurricane, um, they were marked down as, as, as someone who um, had caught COVID, therefore inflating the figures yet again. So this as I said, that, that this seemed to grow and expand, and um, as I said, we, we had variants. Um, there was no talk of um, alternative treatments on, on the news, um, and then we started to have talks of vaccinations. Vaccinations were going to be developed, vaccinations were in the pipeline. Um, World Health Organization. Um, the, the, they were never off the news and uh, we had uh, entrepreneurial figures like Bill Gates coming on and telling us um, doomsday scenarios um, we had Bill Gates all over the news um, I guess because he is uh, very invested in, in vaccinations has done um, numerous research and developed uh, treatments and vaccinations and has been into developing countries with his uh, with his um, with his vaccinations um, but again listening to alternative media um, listening to different sources um, about all of this here we had documentaries released uh, we had pandemic we had trust who um, we had all these documentaries coming out and giving their opinions on, on people like Bill Gates um, and the harm that they were actually doing. Um, we had documentaries, as I said, Plandemic, which, um, which, which purported to um, state that the virus was man-made. It originated in um, the, the, I'm sure we all know, the, the Wuhan 
lab in China. Um, it was released on purpose. Um, it was a way of um, population control um, by these uh, super billionaires, these uh, shadowy elite, these um, cabal, these uh, deep state figures. Now again, this all does sound very fantastical. It does sound very um, uh, unbelievable, uh, very, very far-fetched. But there are just two pieces of um, information I'd like to, to draw your awareness to. Um, and the first one is, I don't know if, if how many people know about this, but there was a simulation that was run and it was called Event 201. And it was run before the outbreak of coronavirus 19. And this was a, uh, a simulation that was run by very wealthy, influential figures um, from various um, bodies and from various fields. And basically this simulation was basically what would happen in the event that a worldwide pandemic broke out what would happen to our society. Now, this was all meant to be make-believe. And in that simulation, they had, um, they had like, uh, you know, made up news uh, reports um, stating about what has happened to society, what measures would need to be taken by governments, and um, what extra powers would need to be granted to police what would happen as a result of um, rolling news on this here, what way public would react in this. And in this mock scenario, in this make-believe scenario, almost everything in that scenario happened for real just a few months later in this pandemic. We had massive fake news. We had um, so many... Uh, mainstream outlets deeming um, any 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 uh, opinion that didn't follow the mainstream narrative to be deemed fake news. We had um, governments um, implementing lockdowns, which was also uh, correctly predicted to happen within this event 201. We had shortages of essential items. And it's absolutely crazy high accurate, high real life that this scenario um, was. Um, we had massive shortages of, 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 of uh, essential items, toilet rolls, um, hands, uh, sterilizer, things like that there, which we now know that we've experienced. And we also um, had extrajudicial powers granted to police in order to control the population to potentially stop them from breaking government guidelines and later government rules. So this is just too coincidental, too coincidental for most people who have watched that and have listened to that scenario how eerily accurate it was to real life events so i'm going to insert a break here um as it's nearly half an hour um another half an hour again so 
we'll leave it there and we will continue the rest of this um, in the next part and I'll have it published perhaps the following day. For me anyway, um, was a, uh, a documentary that I had seen at the tail end of 2018, I believe. And uh, this was a documentary by a researcher, by um, a guy in alternative media by the name of Brad Olson, and his documentary was um, Anomaly, oh, I can never pronounce that word, Anomalies um, of the Antarctic. And basically, this guy, um, the documentary itself was not important, but at the end of it, the, 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 the interviewer said to him, so Brad, you know, what do you see for 2019? Um, how do you see 2019 going? What way do you think is, is going to go? And this guy has had a lot of research in secret societies. He has wrote books on esoteric um, or esoterum. Um, he uh, is he's heavily involved in that. Um, and he said something very interesting. Now remember, this is the end of 2018. He said, it's not 2019 that I'm interested in. It's 2020. And he said that I've been told by a reputable source who is involved with them, with these people, with these elite, with these very high influential people who pretty much run the world, that 2020 is when they will make their move. When they will make their move for world domination. We're talking about a one world currency, one world government, population control. And if they feel, or sorry, he also said that um, we would see, no, he didn't actually. He said if they feel this is their chance, if they feel this is when it all collapses, this is when it all falls to pieces for them, when all the truth will be revealed about what's going on in the world, the fall of the Vatican and stuff like that there. And I thought that was very interesting. So in 2019, um, 2019 came and gone, and then 2020 is when this uh, this really kicked off, wasn't it, if we remember then? 2020 was when the entire world became locked down, when this became a global thing rather than an isolated thing to, to some far-off country. And so that always stuck with me, and I, I thought, well, you know, linking the two, could this potentially be? Could this potentially be something that has been manipulated something that is potentially man-made in order to um, further um, these people's um, uh, agenda for for control for world domination for mass surveillance of people who knows I'm not saying it's right I'm just saying I found the parallels very very interesting um, and since then we have uh, seen even more restrictive measures in, in countries. We have um, seen uh, the world spiral greatly out of control. Um, we've seen um, the, 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 the QAnon 
movement rise and, and, and fall along with uh, with Donald Trump. It was it was very um, heavily linked to Donald Trump. Um, Donald Trump being another one who um, had a very different opinion on the whole coronavirus um, pandemic, pandemic. I remember he apparently caught it and was treated with uh, a cocktail drugs um, which did not involve um, the, the experimental vaccines at the time. So it was a very interesting situation, 2020. And as I said, I, being the, in the position that I was and researching and, and listening to as much as I, as I did, I found it very interesting and began to see that uh, more and more doctors and uh, health professionals and uh, people with, with decades of experience behind them start to speak out about um, the, the way that we were t- being told uh, to combat this and also about these uh, vaccinations that, that uh, began to, to begin to the work uh, or began to um, be, be, be worked upon or began to come to fruition. And again, I'm not someone who's anti-vaccination um, at all. As I said, I'm just someone who um, believes mostly in, in natural alternatives and believes that um, most medication that, that we get um, is really just not particularly designed to, to cure us, um, but perhaps um, keep us coming back for more, shall we say, because um, I guess if, if you were truly cured, then there would be no norm, no need for, for, for repeat prescriptions, for repeat medication, um, which obviously um, is paid for and is obviously um, makes a profit for pharmaceutical companies. Again, I'm not saying that all medication or all vaccinations are bad or are not worth taking. Um, we wouldn't be where we are today without um, things like penicillin and, and, and certain vaccinations. But I think at some point down the line, um, it's become more about profit um, than truly helping people. It's become about profit. And so um, we've seen that uh, these vaccines, as I said, my... my um, my thing about these these vaccinations is that they uh, seem to be rushed out, and we seem to to get um, these vaccinations in, in in extremely quick time. And anyone who knows anything about vaccinations understands that they have to go through rigorous testing um, to on to make sure that there are no lasting side effects. They have to be tested for three, four, five years to make sure that there are no. Um, side effects that are going to permanently disfigure or damage people Um, and even then that's why we have um, leaflets in our medication and vaccines telling us of potential side effects that have been known because they have been tested tested for years on um, both animals and then people but these vaccinations um, the Pfizer one um, the one I'm thinking of the Oxford Pfizer Oxford AstraZeneca um, seem to be rushed out and rolled out in dead quick time and we were told that these vaccinations were going to provide the solution to all our woes that we were going to once we got these vaccinations that that's it we would be 
coronavirus free that that's we were once we were vaccinated we would no longer be at risk of death we would no longer be at risk of transmission we would have the uh, disease or the, the the pandemic under control and world the world would return to normal um, and these were touted as being extremely successful if not a hundred percent effective then there are thereabouts maybe up into the high 90s um, and so there was a lot of rush to get these out what most people didn't realize was that um, these vaccinations were never approved for medical use. They were, as I said, never actually tested, very, very little testing done on them. They were never officially approved for public consumption. This pandemic was declared a state of emergency, and so these rushed vaccinations were implemented under this state of emergency um but it, it was just crazy the amount of um the amount of uh of um i don't want to say propaganda but the amount of um spotlight the amount of um media coverage given to to these vaccinations um we they couldn't wait to show us the people who were, were were taking this up, you know, and and, and playing upon our emotions because they, they were showing us elderly people who, you know, were masked up and who had been isolated for so long and being told that, uh, you know, once they're vaccinated, life would be able to return to normal and they'd be able to see their families again who they hadn't seen for 12 to 18 months, you know, had, had only previously had contact with them through... Um, uh, like apps such as FaceTime or Zoom or things like that there and so it played on people's emotions yeah we were showing the people who um queues lined up to get them um and this was this was in contrast again to to the to the fear to the panic that was spread about the coronavirus we were told that hospitals were full to bursting of, of, of people who, who were dying with coronavirus, that they were going to have to employ um, extra staff in order to, to help deal with this here, that there were um, refrigerators um, being bought to, to store dead bodies, there were, were, were trucks uh, parked outside hospitals in order to, to cart off all of them, the, the, the enormous... Um, the enormous, um, uh, what, what way can I say? The enormous, uh, oh, the enormous um, uh, pile of bodies that uh, of people who had died. And at, at the time, there were people who were actually um, going down to their local hospitals uh, with their own phones and going, "Well, I don't see this." Who were actually going into hospitals and filming around them and, and, and being shown that. Uh, these hospitals were, were dead, <laughs> not literally, but the, the, the waiting rooms, the, the wards there, they were, they, they were eerily sent. Um, as a matter of fact, that they were even more um, silent what that, that you would normally have. And we started to see nurses blowing the whistle, talking about people being um, ventilated, being induced into uh, with a cocktail of drugs. Um, after being told they had coronavirus and then being put on the ventilators um, and then not waking up from this here. Uh, we had nurses and doctors saying that, uh, that this was all media hype, that it was fake. 
um, that uh, the, the, the hospitals weren't overwhelmed um, or that, that the, the facts were being distorted, that it was only certain wards or certain hospitals that were potentially overwhelmed, that maybe one hospital in a region was designated as uh, the coronavirus hospital. So anyone who was suspected or suspected of um, having coronavirus immediately made a beeline for that one hospital. It was not all hospitals. And so there was a lot of duplicitousness about all of this. Um, And again, at the time, with all of this swirling on, um, we all kind of wondered what, what it was. Was it a natural... Uh, thing that had uh, mutated did it escape from a lab um, what were in these vaccinations you know you had all sorts of wild theories going about that uh, they were going to change your DNA you were going to have disfigurements that, uh, they were going to be able to take control of your body all these wild wild theories going about about the, the vaccinations and where the, the coronavirus originated from but at the time um I found that uh, and I, we had such a divide in the spiritual community about all of this and a divide in society as a whole about this. We had people who were readily willing to take the vaccination no matter what in order to get life returned to normal so that they could get back out to shopping again, back out to doing what they normally done. And then with people who were extremely anti, anti-vaccination um, who, who believed that it was a microchip being implanted in you that would be able to track your every movement that um, these RNA are, is it RNA? Um, vaccinations would completely alter your DNA um, so we had all sorts of speculation going about and even even people in alternative media who um, were very knowledgeable about these uh, these events were, were completely flummoxed themselves and were admitting that uh, they had run the whole continent of uh, of all these all these theories of the man-made of the bat transmission of the bioweapon of the originating in a, in a in a in a in a lab in, in, in China and Wuhan and all the rest of them and it just became this thing that seemed to take a life of its own but I think because of um, and in light of, of Donald Trump um, where, where, where the term fake news had come up and um, we started to see fact checkers springing up around the place we started to see this uh, this sort of fake news element really take shape into the, the forefront of the public consciousness and we started to see that um, for me anyway that uh, the, the media became less unbiased and became more and more biased. As I said, we started to see it with Donald Trump with every every possible angle, every possible slur and slander that they could come out with, every possible negativity um, was attributed to him in order to, to take him down, in order to shape the public consciousness that this was a bad man. Um, we were not allowed any, um, any sort of... Um, opposing narrative that uh, he might not actually be, be might actually have a good idea here and there he might actually ha- have an idea worth listening to and so in, in, because of that and because of um, all of the the now um, whistleblowers and um, doctors nurses health professionals who had be, been coming forward to share their opinion about um, about the, the, the misleading 
narrative coronavirus, we started to see all these fact checkers um, springing up around the internet. And these fact checkers were, were organizations, were bodies, were people who were there to tell us what was fake and what wasn't at the end of the day. We started to see news corporations um, employing these fact checkers. We started to see websites being fact checked um, to say that this is misleading, this is false news, do not listen to this um, opinion. And it just became that the internet then started to become very, very policed. Um, we were quite quickly told what's believable and what wasn't. And people, as I said before, with, with the mainstream, with listening to, to government, with listening to scientists, um, quite quickly believed what these fact-checked, um, fact-checking sites and organisations told them. Um, without sitting to consider, well, who are they? What are their credentials? Um, how do we know that what they're telling us is, is correct? You know, what where is this new source that, um, that I could go and, and potentially listen to? People just seem to, to take it on um, good faith um, or, or perhaps something else that um, what they were being told was the truth. Um, and again, this all feeds back to... Um, to, to atrocities, to, um, to, to to various governments misleading the public, manipulating the public, um, crimes, dodgy deals, um, me- media spin. All this, uh, all this um, originated from this here, um, and people quite quickly for, forgot about that. They just seemed to to buy into this. Um, as I said, people had, had followed and listened to government advice. And so then people listened to these fact-checkers. They would not read or listen to um, a, a site or a news story that had apparently been, been fact-checked um, by some of these. And it just became this um, this thing where, where every statement that disagreed with uh, official opinion, with the official narrative, had been fact-checked to, to be labelled as fake news. People then had no inclination to to search out a different opinion because it was right there in front of them. Well, this site has been fact-checked, this news story has been fact-checked, and it's, it's wrong, it's lies. And, you know, if you kind of confronted some of these people, um, well, I don't need to, you know, well, how do you know? Well, because this, how do you know that it's wrong? How do you know that it's, it's false? How do you know that it's fake news? Well, because, you know, it's been fact-checked. Um, because, you know, the, the government has said so. And so people are just, um, I don't want to say people are gullible, but most people just don't scratch beyond the surface. They just take things in face value. They they believe what they're being told. Um, they're like lemmings in a way. Um, through, yes, no fault of their own, just through society, the way it has been shaped and their opinions have been formed and moulded. Um but yes, the, these fact-checking organisations sprung up. And um, even on reputable sites, uh, as I said, I follow Dr. McCoda, I follow Green Med, Green Med Info. Their opinions, their um, research, their stories were subjected to these fact-checkers. Um, when they tried to, to publish their, their opinions, their news stories, they were struck down. And this then spread to social media giants. Um, we had um, 
obviously in, in light of Donald Trump and uh, his supporters who were labelled far right we had um, media giants who refused to spread um, any any words or any opinions of anyone who purported to follow Donald Trump or follow such conspiracy theories such as QAnon they were removed from um, from accounts such as Twitter from Facebook from YouTube it was labelled false information inciting to violence um, and then after uh, Donald Trump kind of left this kind of latched on to coronavirus and so then what we had then was any anyone who disagreed with the, the main opinion anyone who disagreed with, uh, with the ongoing narrative was had their stories blocked um, they were shadow banned on Facebook. Their their stories did not reach all of their followers. Um, they were demonetized on YouTube, which meant that um, they their funds or their money that they would have um, received from uh, the, the, all of their followers um, or all of their subscribers watching and listening to to their to their broadcast or news story they would have found that um, their their money was withheld and so they were unable then to continue putting out and researching um, more information of this of this nature and so it just became this quite dystopian world we started seeing that um, that uh, George Orwell's 1984 um or or or, or the uh, the the government at the time in the the motion picture V for Vendetta um, or the graphic novel of the same started to become a reality started to become a um, started to see this totalitarian spread within our society just this totalitarian creep uh, that many researchers had warned off for many, many years, but again were laughed at. Laughed at people like David Icke, people like Alec Jones, various other people, people less contentious as them, just even um, ordinary alternative media. We started to see um, these fact checkers on these social media giants um, refusing to, to broadcast or host their opinions or their, or their websites. And if you were someone who um, simply got their news from Twitter who relied on uh, this feed coming into their Facebook um, and suddenly you had no longer access to that information because of the reasons why I mentioned. Quite a number of people then had no idea how on earth they access that information. Quite a lot of people don't actually know how to use the internet, don't know how to type in a web address Type in an internet address, www.greenmadeinfo.com, um, Collective Evolution, the Pulse, um, uh, uh, things like um, the Free Thought Project, um, uh, Mint Press News, any, any organization like this here, alternative media, um, most people had no idea because they were solely reliant on social media giants providing them with this here and so because of this here as i said um these websites these organizations started to lose readership started to lose money started to lose viewership and the situation became worse from then we started to see outright bans we started to see entire channels being taken down 
um, we started to see accounts being scrubbed, millions of pages of research of everything contained on that website gone, millions of followers um, completely wiped out when YouTube channels were taken down. Um, and it was all deemed in the name of uh, stopping the spread of fake news. But whatever happened to making up your own mind? Whatever happened to uh, researching, doing your own research and making up, you know, your own opinion? And this, uh, this is where the the media um, played a massive part in this. Here, um, we used to see on television um, debates. We used to see different political ideologies. We used to see different opinion. We used to see guests invited on to panel shows or debate shows um, that to debate and have it out. We used to see a public um, audience in which they would ask questions of opposing factions. And generally what we would do is when we watched this here is we would sit and listen and we'd make up our own opinion as to what made sense, as to what was believable, as to what ideology we would listen to. But this coronavirus split people like, like nothing else. We no longer seen this. We no longer seen scientists, health professionals, epidemiologists, immunologists um, be invited on to, to give their opinion. It was simply government um, approved and government in favour of government opinion um, or government guidelines, uh, scientists and health professionals. And so, once again, because people had no idea, no idea that um, the scientific community was not all um, together on this here, um, then they simply believed that um, everyone within the scientific community was of the same opinion, was for pro-vaccination, pro-lockdown, um, pro-staying at home, pro-whatever whatever measures that were come out um, in order to, to safeguard people. And look, it, 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 it was just crazy. I could name so, so many researchers, um, health professionals, world's, world-respected um, immunologists, um, world-respected um, doctors, world-respected uh, nurses, world-respected researchers, scientists, um, anyone of this this nature who could give an opinion on 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 on, uh, on, on viruses like COVID, um, anyone like that there who came out and gave a different opinion on this, their their views were not made public. There, they were taken down from Twitter. Their uh, content was blocked on YouTube. Their um, their Facebook pages were taken down or, or blocked, and so the vast majority of the public had no idea, no idea that uh, there was a different opinion out there. Um, just absolutely crazy. And I, as I said, it just seemed to get worse. It seemed to get worse the longer that this went on. Um. I've been recording this for, for quite a while now and I, I've got nowhere near the, the, the spiritual aspect that I like to talk about, but I, I do hope that this has given you some sort of insight if you if you had no idea about any of this before. And then we had the, the vaccinations, you know, the, the vaccinations that we were told that um, 
would be the the answer to to the world's so, uh, pollutions to the world's solution or the solution for the world to to this pandemic that once we got most people once we got uh, most people vaccinated um, then life would return to normal um, or some sort of semblance of normality because we were quite quickly told and pushed in our face that the new normal 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 and again I remember listening to a podcast in which there was a few researchers can't quite remember I'd have to dig it up again who compared all of this pushing constantly in our face, this new normal, this coronavirus everywhere, this stay home, stay safe, protect the elderly, get the vaccination. If you're not, you're being selfish as a form of psychology, as a form of manipulation, as a form of brainwashing, because these are techniques that are used in brainwashing, brainwashing people, a form of hypnotism even, when you're constantly being told something when you're being bombarded with something uh, reputation that gets into your mind and it was very very hard to to stay sane in all of this um, uh, again after this um, we had the vaccinations which we're being told um, and we had Bill Gates on various television shows telling us that uh, we needed the vast majority of the world vaccinated. Things would not return to normal until the vast majority of the world were vaccinated. And it became one shot, one shot, one vaccination, one shot. And then after that, it became two shots. We would need two shots, two vaccinations. Um, and then after that, we had all the variants coming out. Uh, we had Alpha variant, Delta, uh, I mean Delta variant, and they're the mutating. Um, and it was only the vaccination that was being talked about. There was no other um, treatment discussed in the media. Nothing else w- was talked about. Um, we had various organisations coming up, um, but again, once again, there was absolutely no media coverage of this. So most people were and are unaware of this here we had a group of doctors called frontline doctors who banded together um, and gave press conferences on the street of capitol hill in america um, to say hi that uh, they had massive success in treating people with um, the right amount of hydrochloroquine and zinc which i had mentioned before hydrochloroquine is a drug or a uh, medication that has been on the market for a very long time and it is very cheap it is very cheap now a cynical person would say that there is no money in a drug that's already available and is widely available um, and is very very cheap better to have some new vaccination that uh, costs an absolute fortune but Anyway, that's what it was. Um, again, these these doctors were uh, ridiculed. They were given no press coverage. You did not hear about them on the television. Their findings were 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 misinterpreted, were um, ridiculed, were um, 
said to be wrong, to be false. That's if anyone even got that far. Um, then we had um, a group, or should I say a body of health professionals, doctors, um, nurses, um, esteemed professors, um, scientists, researchers, all banded together and formed an organization called the Great Barrington Declaration, who opposed the World Health Organization's measures about lockdown and social distancing and mandatory or constant uh, sanitizing of hands and other implements, who suggested that this was counterproductive, just like I'd mentioned before. Um, now, if you give me one minute, because um, at the time, I'm just going to take this in. At the time when I first became aware of this here, um, there were something like 50,000 50, 50, doctors, health professionals, um, scientists and researchers who had all given their names to this declaration that had all um, signed up to this declaration to say that they supported this 50,000 which is quite a substantial number but again this has come back um, over a year ago um, this was way back in 2020 you could sign the declaration to give your own support to this here um, and you can you can go on the website um, just type in Great Barrington Declaration um, I'm actually looking at it now and is as of um, the 12th of November 2021, we have 860,000 signatures. And the Great Barrington Declaration states here as infectious disease epidemiologists and public health scientists, we have great concerns about the damaging physical and mental health impacts of the prevailing COVID-19 policies and recommended an approach we call focus protection. So currently that has 860,000 signatures and is growing all of the time. But again, this is not talked about on the mainstream media. There is nothing talked about this. The media is meant to be there to be objective. The media is meant to be unbiased. The media is meant to be there reporting the facts. But instead, it is simply following the government narrative. It is said it is simply blanking out anyone who has a dissenting voice. And this is the same with social media, Jen. So it seems that we are living in a dictatorship, a dictatorship that we would have ridiculed um, some other country like uh, North Korea, Belarus, um, or the great boogeyman um, of the West, China, as, as being or certain African states, um, or even South American states. But instead, we have now in the West become this dictatorship, um, certainly um, in, in, the, in the English-speaking world, um, where, or parts of Europe, North America, Australia, places like this here, never would have thought um, that this would, would, would come because we valued our democracy, our freedoms. But our democracy, our freedoms have been completely taken away from under our nose. Um, so many laws being passed to 
say that you you um you can no longer protest um that due to to I think some of these restrictions have been lifted now but your right to protest was um, restricted due to gatherings of large people in public. Um, and uh, as I said, even the uh, even the talk of, uh, of of speaking out about this here is um, subject to some sort of form of restriction. Australia currently at the minute is is absolute chaos. Is an absolute chaos. It was. Um, probably the worst country in the world to, to be right now if, if you um, are a citizen there so many horror stories the brutality of the police the overreaching powers of the police the hard line of the of the governments over there the length of time that people have been um, locked down in their homes um, the discussal of, of, of going out or the discussal of, of taking a walk is met with um, a police response. Um, there's even talk now of surveillance, of um, not surveillance, of uh, facial recognition, facial recognition in cameras and CCTV to determine whether or not that you are supposed to be out. There are even camps where um, infectious people are being held. Um, and even now there's talk of uh, a two-tier society of those who are have been vaccinated um, allowed restri- uh, public freedoms allowed to continue on as normal and as those who have not been vaccinated um, restrictions as to 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 um, stop them attending social events um, no access to public, places such as um, uh, cinemas, supermarkets, um, uh, tourist attractions, anything like this here, of making life extremely hard for anyone who has not been vaccinated. Um, And as I said, it's so hard here to to try and um, keep all of these facts that I've accumulated over the past 18 months or 24 months um, to try and keep it into some sort of uh, narrative, but again, getting getting back to the vaccinations, um, we have seen um, this gone from from one job um, to two jobs to talk of ongoing monthly jobs to forms of pills now being taken to having to learn to live with this to going from 100% efficiency to, to 90% to 80% to 70% right down now to, to I think it's 40% efficiency to it only lasts for six months so it, it's understanding the history of this it's understanding where all this has, has been where it's all um, led to um, and the massive opposition to it throughout um, the start of it and how um, the media has, has vastly shaped people's opinion on this here. Now, whether or not you want to believe that this is all um, being done on purpose is entirely down to you. Um, 
I'm just simply here to present how I have seen it and how I have witnessed it 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 spread and take over the world and to um to tell people who are unaware of the the, the restrictions and the 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 taking away of people's civil liberties um right down to the to the power of, of free speech to the power of free movement um to to, to, to the to the rubbishing and, and non-talk of of alternative treatments for for this um even uh even the, the downplaying of, of, of deaths due to, to people who have had an adverse reaction to some of these um vaccinations. Again I'm not going down that line of saying that uh don't get the vaccination you know you're, you're gonna die you're gonna go three heads it's obviously that uh, because this is an experiment of vaccination and because everyone's immune system is different people will have adverse rea- reactions to this there will be people who die from this the thing about it is is that when people were dying and they were being recorded as a covid statistic many people in the alternative community were were quite rightly saying that person should be not marked down as a COVID death because they had corporate mobilities. They died of something else. They should not be a COVID death. Um, they died because of their... Um, they died with COVID as opposed to dying from COVID. There's a distinction there. They died with having COVID, but not from it. Um, but again, this was completely ignored. Everyone was marked down as a COVID death. When the first people who started dying from a vaccination or when the numbers started increasing, um, we had a role reversal then. We had um, government and health professionals who were in alignment with the government quite quickly pointing out that um, uh, no, 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 they didn't die from the vaccination. They died because they had corporate mobilities. They would have died anyway. So it was just this complete role reversal. While there was no vaccination in place, we were told through fear and panic that people who had low immune systems, who had um, pre-existing health conditions, died from coronavirus. Then when these people got vaccinated and started dying in large numbers, we were told, no, 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 it's not the vaccination. These people had corporate mobilities, they had low immune systems, they would have died anyway. So it was just this completely about face and this um, uh, hypocrisy, massive hypocrisy. Um, so where are we now? Where are we now with with this um, thing? As I, I've mentioned, the, the restrictions on um, people's freedoms. Um, I've mentioned how media has self-shaped and influenced people's perceptions of this, who has not given the same or time to people who dissent or people who have a different opinion about either the vaccinations or about um, the the measures that have been put into place to help prevent the spread of COVID. Um, we've not had um, anyone on our, our national media um, who have uh, had a different opinion um, about the way COVID deaths were recorded or about the capture of information of people who died from COVID. Um, and I've also mentioned how um, influential 
uh, various entrepreneurs and um, wealthy people in the world have been in, in help shaping this. Um, I think that uh, pe- people look to, to, to blame the, the people in power. People look to blame politicians um, and people in the forefront of this here, but um, presidents, prime ministers of this thing. But I think you have to look at it from this here. Is that the power isn't in the hands of these people someone becomes elected to lead their country they can't do it all on their own they have to have a team of people around them this is why they delegate this is why they have ministers they have um, appointed representatives for various bodies that person looks after health that person looks after agriculture that person looks after law and order that person looks after public services and all the rest of it that person who you see in the television who leads your country is only the figurehead of a vast body of people when it comes to coronavirus um it's no different that person is just the figurehead this person doesn't actually really know what is actually going on um it's too much it's too much of a job for that person as i said they have to rely on the people that they have delegated to look into this they have to rely on their minister for health their person in charge of health who um gives them their updates their reports but then where does this person get their information from this person gets in their information from their delegates again who get their information from government appointed um, health professionals who get their information from researchers and doctors who get their information from the various bodies that we have like the world health organization so really at the end of the day the politician who comes on and makes these policies and gives out these declarations is only uh getting their information from this long supply um of of people along the way and even if they did have doubts about this even if they did feel that um there may be a better way of handling this here that maybe restrictions aren't necessary you have to put yourself into their place you know what if things go badly wrong what if things backfired and there was a massive massive death of people and that was attributed to your policies do you take the risk do you take the risk of that or do you play it safe and believe what your delegates and their delegates are telling you and where the scientists have come up with this here of course you're going to no one wants to go down the history or be accused of war crimes of this well some don't anyway so we can't really blame the 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 politicians who are there they are not the ones with the real power they are simply the ones who are the 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 apex of uh, this vast body of people who feed them the information it's the media i think has played a massive part in all of this um the media who who likes to to sell fear All, all of our news is based on fear there are really no good news stories there are no positive um, events that happen around the world really broadcast on our television is all doom and gloom um, and it makes us believe that uh, the world is a nasty horrible place out there yes there are nasty and horrible elements in there there are nasty and horrible people on acts that happen but 
The vast majority of people are mostly just interested in leading their lives, trying to get by in a world that is very, very unfair. But as I said, because fear um, sells, then um, this is what's broadcast on our on our news waves. But as I said, um, we're now in November of 2021, and we're starting to see um, such a massive change in the way that we. Um, interact in society the way that we go about our lives um, the way that we do business, the way that we work everything has been changed by this coronavirus regardless of how serious it was is or whatever else um, and I think that uh, now we've seen these vaccines pushed out, rolled out um, We've seen their efficiency drop. We've seen more and more people take to the airwaves, more and more people, if they can, broadcast their opinion. And more and more people, I guess, to tie this into the spiritual aspect, are, are now becoming aware of things. They're, they're now seeing through the um, falsehoods or the wrong information that they were first told. A lot of people got the vaccination believing that uh, they would be um, kept safe, that they would stop any transmission or um, catchability from this and have quite quickly found out that this is not the case because um, at no stage other than the very beginning of the, the vaccine rollout were we told that uh, you would be 100% safe. It has been said all along that you are still can catch coronavirus and still can't transmit it. More people are becoming aware of this now. Um, more people are becoming aware of uh, the fact that um, there are large side effects from some of these vaccinations. Um, that's not to say that everyone is. I still find people who um, are, are still caught up in that massive fear. People who refuse to answer the door. People who, um, in the very public uh, domain even when the governments have lifted the restrictions on mask wearing in some countries not Australia and um, there are still people who are still bound into that fear um, that if they don't wear a mask in public in the open air with no one else beside them around them that they are somehow at risk of catching or transmitting this coronavirus but by and large more and more people are waking up to the fact that this coronavirus is not all that it, we have been led to believe. And this is where the spiritual aspect of it comes into. Um, despite all the restrictions, despite all the removal of civil liberties, despite the mass manipulation of people through media, despite the um, non-reporting um, or certainly... Um, playing down of the amount of people protesting in cities around the world of this in the media um, despite the hard line that some governments are taking over this here despite the fact that we're not being told that there are alternative treatments ivermectin is the latest um, it's a, again a readily available drug has been on the market for a long long while has been known to have so many health benefits and treatment in 
um, various conditions and diseases. Uh, the very famous podcaster Joe Rogan, the uh, podcaster, comedian, um, and UFC presenter, um, all over YouTube, um, has his own uh, was bought by Spotify. So not only is on YouTube, he's he's, he's on Spotify. Um, recently contracted coronavirus and treated himself or had a doctor treat him with a cocktail of drugs um, antibodies midichlorians i hope i got that right along with ivermectin he reported that he was well after three days and what happened was he was slandered slaughtered in the media told that he was spouting fake news um given false information out CNN were actually caught red-handed manipulating his photo that he had posted on Instagram um, using various color filters to change the color in his face to make him look very, very sick. Now that is astonishing to me. A massive news corporation was caught red-handed manipulating his photo to make him look very very sick once again to shape public opinion so despite all this despite all the lockdown the the closing down of freedoms the um, demonetization the um the 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 stopping of uh of news articles getting out to, to subscribers and um, we still have organizations we have more and more people who are speaking up about this here we have um media like project veritas um bringing forth whistleblowers um from 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 these vaccination companies from um news corporations from various other bodies blowing the whistle on what is actually happening behind the scenes and so with that there we are now seeing a mass awakening of people to this, to the lies that have been being told. And this started with, as I said, Donald Trump and Quo, we, we Quo, sorry, not Quo, QAnon. Um, we started seeing people listen to this. We started seeing people take, um, take heed and take, um, take, um, uh, take the biscuit uh, take um take notice of of, of these so-called conspiracy theories and um, to begin to understand what exactly is happening in our world and so this has continued on despite donald trump leaving office despite this q um movement subsiding um we have more and more people awake questioning things like never before people are beginning to wake up in our societies they are beginning to feel that the 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 mainstream media that the people who supposedly service are no longer doing that they're beginning to question things like never before and do their own research um and and stop just simply obeying what they're being told i think that uh once you go down the rabbit hole of the so-called conspiracy theory, once you go down truth-seeking enough into this world, it leads you into spirituality. So many people um, 
through my own experience are and, and this pandemic has helped them despite all this it has helped them and um, so many people are becoming aware that there's more to life than what we're being told that what we have been led to believe um, many people are waking up and searching out information searching out um, things that go beyond what science tells us what uh, we're being told is real and what it isn't um, taking heed and considering things that they never would have before um, and it is a, it, it, this is what I guess is being called a great awakening in our society and it's ultimately leading us to um, this new world, this massive planetary shift of consciousness in which we will leave, leave the old world and the old way of doing things behind. The old rulers of the earth will no longer have power and dominion over us. And it's, 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 it's a trickle, but eventually what we will see, um, the more that they, they, they try to um, tell us what to do, then the more that um, people will, will, will rebel, people will start waking up in society. And so perhaps I should wrap up this uh, extremely long um, coronavirus um, podcast by, well, what I had planned to do was, was to mention um, all of the... Uh, all of the information that I've come across about the um, people who have to, to take a vaccination for the um, people who have disagreed with government bodies from people, from, from um, epidemi- epidemiologists, immunologists, doctors, researchers, and speaking out about this from the, the Axe-Pfizer um, uh, stakeholder shareholder researcher who um to 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 the um that have been conducted by various um bodies to, to show the harmful effects of lockdowns long-term use of masks to the to the, the to the bodies of people who have sacrificed their jobs and liberties um due to speaking out about um the the under to the uh, refusal to to uh, to be forced into taking a vaccination um to the amount of research that suggests that um natural immunity um or recovering from coronavirus is is more effective than taking a vaccination um to to even mention about the to the, the difference between transmi- transmissibility versus virulence. Um, that's not something that I mentioned. The thing about this is, is that something can be very transmissible. So, so we could have a situation where COVID is extremely transmissible, passes very, very easily from host to host, but is not very virulent, which means that it's not extreme. It's a massive difference. And we would generate miscible is very low in um, fatality. So there's a massive difference even in there. And as I said, it's taken me um, 18 months to two years of constant research, looking at all of this information, collating it, sharing it. There's more than I um, that I could even hope to share in this year, but just simply overwhelmed 
people. We look at Israel, which is one of the biggest vaccinated states in the world, yet it has one of the highest coronavirus cases in the world. How is that possible? You know, but again, there's far too much. There is far, far too much. And I've come across... Um, now we, we have... Uh, Now we have um, COVID pills. We have Pfizer, who have now apparently come out or, or invented or um, manufactured this new miracle pill, which is uh, so effective against COVID. Um, but even that, that, we're now finding research just as they announce this that the effects um, are extremely similar to ivermectin and not the ingredients but the effects of it um, are extremely similar to ivermectin which is already available which has been ridiculed in the media um, is extremely cheap and anyone can manufacture it if you know that you can manufacture this, you know that it's extremely cheap to do, that you know that it has a very, very high success rate against, um, then would you go and buy um, something that costs extremely, um, an extreme amount of money to buy? This is what they don't. Uh, that, 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 that's, that's the latest that I've come across. But as I said, it would take too long to mention all of this. It would take too long to um, to say all this longer than I wanted to do. Um, my uh, my hope was to make people aware if they didn't already about the um, the history of this COVID, the um, measures that were put into place that were disagreed upon by large swarms of the of the scientific community and the ineffectiveness the ineffectiveness of um, masks the ineffectiveness uh, of social distancing and um, effectiveness of lockdowns to make people aware of the lies the mistruths told about the efficiency of vaccinations um, about the alternative treatments that have not received any um, media co- the um, demonetization deplatforming um, subject effect checking that has given a different opinion on this whole COVID thing about the mass manipulation and um, swaying of perception of the general public. Of the, um, the blame should not be laid at the feet of, of, of the people who ultimately have to make the decisions of how this goes back, way back along. Um, the, 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 potentially the, there are other people who, who have the real power of this year. Um, and also about um, ultimately 
um, despite what way it's going, despite how hard it gets, despite um, the, the, the restrictions on people's liberty, on people's freedoms, um, you have to find your own red line in this. If, if this gets any more negative, you have For some people, their red line was crossed a long time ago. For some others, their red line is still way in the distance. They're willing to accept any any form of uh, restriction, of freedom of movement, of, uh, of separation um, between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. Um, as long as they believe um, and continue to believe in the in the fear of this um, pandemic or plandemic, um, so it's ultimately up up to everyone to find their own red line. What is it that you're willing to sacrifice for? Um, for freedoms, without um, to taking something that you have doubts over. So I guess it's up to everyone to find their own red line in the sand, but as I said, once people become close to them, they are beginning to do their own research. They're beginning to, to wake up, to understand that this world is not um, quite how they've led it believe leave to be. Um, and that can ultimately only be a good thing because once people start down the truth-seeking journey, they ultimately end up becoming aware that this world is not all there is. Being pushed, we are being herded, um, getting towards this mass shift in consciousness. And I truly do believe that this COVID and all of put upon us, whether that has been planned for a long time or as, uh, as new data, new apparent variants come in, Ultimately, it's all leading towards the same place, that we will will change how we do things in the world for good, and that we will lead, ultimately at the end of all of this, that we will come out a better society, a better planetary population, and and population that will uh, be more accepting of um, each other, the reality that there are other and that these life forms are assisting us and that we are truly spiritual in nature we are not limited and confined to this human body that surrender is something that uh, comes to me a lot of time and um, in, in a the concept of surrender um, getting away of, of, of letting events happen, letting events, whatever way they're happening, stop trying to control the situation, stop trying to control everything and just give over to it. But it is only, we are truly eternal spiritual beings. We are energetic beings. We are light beings. We have a spirit and what happens in this world will ultimately um, be accounted for in the next world, in our next state of being. And if we can surrender to whatever happens, because ultimately 
it will be much easier for us um, that way. Um, stop resisting, stop fighting. There's too many people in the spiritual community and in the, in the ordinary community side of this. We are seeing a massive divide in society. People are because of their belief in either side of this argument. Instead of being accepting a person's point or perspective, seeing their worries and their fears about this, we are being manipulated along those lines. Um, and so we should just surrender. And if everyone surrendered, there would be no conflict. There would not be any discrepancy, any divide within society. Um, and so, but as I said, I hope that this podcast has been of some use. It has been very long in making. Um, post as many links to as many of these stories as I can in a in a blog post. Um, you just have to remember it's been two years um, since I first started publishing. Sorry, it's first started alternative media opinions and um, news stories in this so and I never bother to collate will um, for anyone who really does want to to look at all this but as I said um, the key concept here is surrender the so-called evildoers the ones who are in charge and um, for all see justice at the end of the day it's the good to this new vibration it's about togetherness it's about seeing different perspectives. It's about wanting everyone to unite under the same banner. About wanting the population, the entire population as a whole world rather than just a select few. This is what's got us into this mess in the first place. So I've been your host. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining with me on this journey. I learn as much as you do. I don't have all the answers. I just have what I have.